Howdy, partners. It's Law School in Brief with Lydia and Megan. <laughs> hey, Megan. Hey, how's it going, bud? It's good. I am not sick anymore. I just have a little cough, but I'll try to turn away from the microphone. Uh, let the let them have it. That's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's applicable. Yeah, I'll be like, you want to know what's happening in my life? All right, here we go. <laughs> Um, How, okay, you had uh, midterms? Yeah, oh my gosh. Can you? <laughs> yes, I had midterms. Um, thank you, trimester system. Yeah, I can't believe that you are. When, when you were like, hey, can we do Wednesday? I have two midterms. I was like, oh, casual. What? Super cash. Yeah. Um, the thing is, so my contracts midterm happens in two parts. So I took the first what? part on. Yeah. This I is took not the, first the last Harry Potter Friday. movie. Okay. This is not- <laughs> <laughs> it uh so the contracts midterm is worth nothing it's just to gauge how you're doing in the class so the stakes were not mandatory. very high it was mandatory yeah okay. okay and i will be doing the second part of it on f- this upcoming friday but the first part was a multiple choice and i did very well on it um, oh you already know that's great yeah we immediately got our scores as multiple choice should be yeah, Why it takes you. so long to grade the LSAT. I'm just unclear, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I took my criminal law midterm yesterday, and I'll find out how I did tomorrow. So we'll Was see. that also ungraded? No. Uh, so our, our professor said that uh, in general, it will have almost no weight on your grade unless <laughs> you do exceptionally well then it might help you out a little bit at the end or oh, if you do okay. exceptionally poorly oh, it okay. might ding you a little <laughs> bit at the end so that's a uh, tbd i i you know it was a little tricky i'm not gonna lie his questions were Ooh. some of them got me like really thinking about myself for a second <laughs> I was like wait thinking you about re- yourself the criminal law exam more no, more more like <laughs> second guessing my initial thought about what the answer would be, mm-hmm. especially with the true false questions, because if you changed maybe one or two words, it would completely change the answer. So I'm forgetting. I don't think I could actually talk about the exam, but, you know, like, oh, right, it, right. like yeah, some one or two words could really could really do it mm-hmm. in for you. Um, like, was it reckless or was it negligent? Who remind me? Um <laughs> Yeah, but midterms are now almost over, and uh, and my finals are in a month. So. <laughs> that is nuts. I'm a third of the way through now this semester, and it freaks me out. And you're so much further than a third. You're yeah. almost done. Oh, I am. <laughs> with the I am. Yeah, I'm like in exam prep mode now. Wow. And I've just begun thinking about. I should have already started doing that, but I haven't. So great topic for the day. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. That is the topic, listeners. We're talking about exam prep part two now that we have the benefit of experience. Yeah. Like what things we're going to change. Yeah. yeah. But before we get into that, shall we commence the uh, highs and lows? What formal and polite language? How could I say no? We shall commence. <laughs> Commence forth, highs, lows, <laughs> and applicable mess. <laughs> Me? Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll start. I'll start. Okay, and I'll start with my low. Yes. Um, and I'm going to make this brief uh, because it is 
slightly embarrassing, and I am using this as a cautionary tale. <laughs> so uh, this week I decided, well, I just sort of like happens to, I, I, why am I so, okay, I weighed myself, I've gained 20 <laughs> pounds since starting law school. <laughs> why am I beating around the bush so hard? I, so I had been kind of feeling, you know, like stretchy pants from a friend. I hang out in the library a lot. You know, I don't eat exceptionally poorly. I, I do cook for myself a lot, but I could definitely do a better job of like not snacking as much, right? And I, I was starting to feel like, okay, like my blazer fits a little different, like me. Uh, weighed myself last week and yeah, I've gained 20 pounds since uh, not being a law student. Sit all day. Yes, I mean, and you can cut out snacks, but like, I mean, you gotta have, you can't cut out, you have to have snacks, you have to have some source of like pleasure <laughs> while you're sitting all day. Yeah, I don't know what the solution is here. I mean, I think, yeah, I this know. is a, this is a tough one. So, I like for context, I uh, when I was living in Los Angeles, I rode my bike probably like a minimum of 10 miles a day, and I didn't have a car, so I walked or biked everywhere, and on top of that. I just worked, you know, like a general 40 hour a week job and I had all of that extra free time that I typically spent outside, like hiking or biking or whatever. Now I spend every single day sitting in a windowless library <laughs> doing the opposite of physical activity. So uh, I figured yeah. I would actually bring that up as my low because the... I, Lydia, do you get the e-bar emails? No. Like the, is that okay. like a bar association for the World Wide Web? Yeah. So like there, it's oh. like a bar association newsletter. And every so often they'll publish something that's written written by a lawyer just about a general topic. And this week they actually uh, sent out a link in the email to an article that was written by a lawyer who talked about how her health just plummeted took a huge nosedive in law school Whoa. she said before law school she was very active she thought about what she ate like she was living the good life young healthy happy to be doing the thing then she said her first year of law school she ran a little bit but then kind of mm -hmm. stopped by her second year and by her third year any self-care regimen like went out the window and it just became all about caffeinating and preparing for the bar and before she knew it she had gained like 20 pounds and like, not, <laughs> and, like was a different person and uh, I thought whoa um are they reading my mind are they, what yeah. uh yeah what bar agent has been like overhearing my conversations <laughs> <laughs> like whoa hello so. Well, I don't. Th I'm sure it's like such a big group of people that they are like this will speak to people. Oh, it know? spoke directly to mm -hmm. me. I I am that person. I am the demographic. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're not in law school yet, you might think, well, I know the hack. Just listen to stuff on a treadmill in the gym. I'll let me know. You, like I'll I'll tell you. I tried that. I listened to the audio outlines while I was like walking. You know. At a nice mm -hmm. incline, nice pace. It's just so boring. Like you just can't. Yeah. Like you can't exercise to that. You can't. I mean, yeah. maybe you can. Who am I to? Who am I to tell you what you can and can't do? But like, it's not music to your ears. It's uh, so boring. Like it's not a solution. It's not the solution. 
I have also tried to like I've tried that exact same thing thinking this is the ultimate yes this is the ultimate hack I'm killing two birds with one stone but if law school has taught me anything single tasking is the way to go (laughs) because like while listening to say a contracts outline while I'm running isn't fun for the running it like it also sort of tricks you into thinking that you're retaining that information in some way and at least I am not when I am running, I am really just like listening to something to keep my mind off of the running. I'm not actually listening to understand. Yes. So yes. Yeah. Don't don't try this at home. But <laughs> but also do go outside and exercise, lest you become pasty and pudgy. And I went to a class at the gym two days ago with um, one of my classmates. Uh, one of my friends. I've talked to her about her on the podcast. Ashlyn. She's great. Mm-hmm. We go to this class called Pound which sounds weird, but you basically get these drumsticks and then you just hit the floor. So to get to the floor, you have to do like squats basically like for an hour. My Uh legs still hurt. I'm so out of shape, but it's really fun. I recommend it. That sounds great. Is this at like the YMCA or? No, it's just at the Washu gym. Oh, cool. Yeah. That sounds really fun. Yeah. But, um, I know, I know what you mean. I've, yeah. I've been eating just, you know, a lot of mac and cheese, a lot of just comfort foods, you know? Yeah. Mac and cheese. Yum. Mm-hmm. What's your low? <laughs> My low. Okay. I've actually had a pretty good week. So when I was reflecting on a low, something that has maybe been like a, a stress in the undercurrent, I just, I've been behind on being a functioning adult. Mm. My driver's license is like about to expire and I just, I don't have a plan for going to the DMV. I guess I could just get in a car and go, but like, I don't know. I haven't like scheduled that into my schedule. I haven't done my taxes yet. These are Mm. things that I would have done in January if it were like the real world. Um, I registered to vote, but at like the last minute after like four people reminded me, which is just stupid. Like, yeah, like I they wait? say, it takes why two wait? minutes. <laughs> right? It took one minute, and I have been meaning to do it since I moved here. And I, I don't know. So, like in the ideal world, I would be feeling, I'd be like, oh, I'm having a good week because law school is going well, and I'm a functioning adult. I'm adulting, you know. But it's kind of just like you, you do one of those things. Yeah, yeah, I I totally get that. I like. I got my driver's my North Carolina driver's license maybe two months after I moved here, but our our license plate still reads Wisconsin. Like, <laughs> yeah, the amount of time that it would take for me and Adam to like get off of like work or school and go somewhere, it's just hard. Like le- yeah. adulting, quote unquote, life, finding time for anything outside of law school, difficult. I hope. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope we can, you know, kind of like front load some of that adulting in the summer. Yes. Oh my gosh. The summer is like, is the carrot being dangled in front of me? I cannot wait. Even though. Do you have any job updates? So yeah. And that actually kind of transitions very nicely into my meh. Um, My meh is job related too. Okay. Great. (laughs) Okay. Solid. So we're on the same page. Um, I've now entered the phase of my summer internship search where I am just prepared to cast like the widest net and see what I catch. 
Um, yeah. So where, so I feel, I wish I could like create some sort of graph or chart. This is why I'm not a mathematician or a statistician, statistician. Um, but basically my job search started off with me thinking that it was going to be just like my pick of what I wanted to do plummeting to complete and utter despair and then kind of coming to the realization that I was probably going to be living in poverty for the next year and a half at least. And I've sort of leveled out. Um, I wrote what I, what I think and what Dean Duncan thinks was like a pretty banging uh, cover letter to the, (laughs) to the city manager internship. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, there is such a difference between sitting down to write a cover letter for a job that you care about versus a job yes. that you just want to get because you need a job. Yep. So and I wrote a one really... of the ones that you wanted to get. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the one. I yeah, mean, aside yeah. from this, I was like, we'll see what else happens. Um, I've still yet to hear back from anyone that I cold emailed. <laughs> <laughs> no. which is fine it's fine I'm I'm really All like right. it that's okay um but then on I think it was Monday yeah on Monday I got an email from the office of career and student development uh-huh. and they give you like a a weekly update email with just links just to some weekly? stuff we get stuff every day I'm like all right oh really <laughs> oh I mean they'll send us they'll send us stuff that's like really time sensitive but anywho okay um, in this email was an opportunity through the Equal Justice Works, and it said apply for their immigration or rural summer internship. So I click it just out of curiosity. I click the the rural one, and I read through the job description, and it's like a fellowship sort of, or like a core rather. And I thought, you know what? That sounds pretty awesome, and it pays five thousand dollars. For the summer oh so i'm wow. just gonna apply okay. so yeah i sat down and i like feverishly wrote this cover letter um to a program that basically would place me in like deep appalachia <laughs> that's great it's yeah. a misunderstood region for sure i agree right i mean like i'm so curious uh so we'll see well we actually will find out if we get placed we'll find out if we get the job by march 20th so nice yeah, so that's a pretty quick. You know turnaround. where I heard about the Equal Justice Works Rural Summer Legal Corps? Not where? from my um, career service office. Actually, they totally could have emailed me about it, and I and I didn't see it because I just can't read all their emails. But um, freaking Instagram ad! It was like, are really? you a Missouri law student who still doesn't know what they're doing for this? Like too targeted, Megan. Way too Whoa. targeted. It was like, and then it described the thing, but I was like. Yes, I'm a law student in Missouri who doesn't know what they're doing for the summer. <laughs> Can you please back off? I'm working on it. <laughs> you know, that's but funny. When I was really cool, maybe we should both apply. Maybe I should apply too. Right? Yeah. So they actually ha- well, actually, the, the the thing about it is, yeah, it closed on Monday, and that's why I sat down and wrote the cover well, letter so feverishly. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was like, well, I gotta get this in. Uh, but I did look at, they had maybe, I'm guessing, 40 different placements for the rural wow. program. And you had to select your top three choices. And there were a few in Missouri. And I did for a brief moment think, wouldn't that be fun? But then I like looked at where they were in Missouri. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, they're like nowhere near <laughs> St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. So, yeah, that's my meh. What's your meh? Job related? 
Um, yes. So last week I mentioned that there's some, there's a, uh, professor and her assistant who are doing really cool work at WashU that's just kind of starting up, getting off the ground. And mm-hmm. so I have met with them in the last week and the work is just so cool. Um, definitely a top uh, interest for me. But because their center is kind of starting up, um, they don't really know what they're like funding is like for hosting interns or what their capacity is for like Uh managing interns if they're traveling a lot so it's just unclear I'm like okay I feel like this is a good fit but for a job that maybe doesn't exist you know very very tentative stuff so um so I have to be applying to other things uh that I don't want as much and well, then if I get a, and then if I get an offer from one of them, and I still don't know about this, it's just going to be one of those weird situations where you have to make a a decision without all the information. Yeah, and also, okay, hypothetical. Yeah. What if this like perfect fit job comes through, but they can't pay you? Well, then I'll just use the WashU public interest stipend, but it's just not a lot. It's just three thousand dollars for the summer, so. Man, I'd take even that. I don't I have we have we don't have anything like that. That is so stressful. Yeah, it is really stressful. And can you imagine if you were doing this alone? Like I have we're a dual, well, we're actually a single income home because I'm not bringing in any money. <laughs> but like you know what I mean? Like I have like a touch of a fa- like a safety net, but really not at all. Like teachers don't make a whole bunch of money. <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah. Um yeah. So I mean, my um, my plan of going to this conference this weekend and just, like, meeting everyone who's doing good work and, like, being, like, straight up, do you want to hire me? I'll work for you for free. Like, that's, you know, very <laughs> – the low – like, I'm, I'm ready to, to have that conversation with strangers. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at a certain point, like, the closer and closer we get to the end of the semester, trimester, whatever – the more willing, like it, there's a direct correspondence in my willingness to just like whore myself, like, like, wait, like take me, like I need like, a job. I just can't be writing cover letters and then also write a good memo for legal research. Even, yeah, there's still so much time before the summer, but there's there's stuff in class to do. You know, yeah, plenty of stuff in class to do. Well, and tell me a higher, or, or sorry, you're. I was gonna say just cover letters take forever if you're They're doing the them, worst. Like, I, I refuse like <laughs> I refuse to like sit down and just change names or like a couple phrases and turn like put your heart and soul into it, you know? And also I think that that's oh, a I good don't have that approach. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh. I I feel like that is sort of my um the check and balance of me because if Ooh. I do not have the stamina to sit down and write a cover letter for a job, I should probably self-select out of that job because if I don't, if I don't care enough to write a cover letter, well, how am I going to start to care about the job once I'm in? You know what I mean? Interesting. So our career service office sent us an email that was like, Hey, there's this very last minute firm in St. Louis who's hiring two day turnaround for resume collection. I, I'm like, I don't know anything about this firm. I click on it in our like job portal thing uh-huh. and it asked for 
resume, transcript, no cover letter. I was just like, click, 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 applied. And I was like, great, done. Like, there's no way I'm going to get that, get that job. I mean, maybe, maybe, who knows? But I was yeah. like, look, two-day turnaround, there's going to be fewer people applying. Yeah. I didn't have to do anything. That was great. <laughs> I, I had a, a similar thing happen to me really? just today. Yeah, the, uh, the Campus Greensboro Fellowship, um, they have only one like specifically legal internship and it didn't really interest me. Uh, but then the, so the application is for, f- to, to apply to any of the jobs within that fellowship, it, it closes in like four days. So ooh. I got an email from our career services department that was like, another legal internship has been added for the campus Greensboro oh. thing. And I, and I clicked it and I was like, dang, okay. So anybody who hasn't already applied to this fellowship is going to have to go through the step of doing that. And I feel like that is going to be prohibitive in and of itself, because if they want this internship, they have to apply to the fellowship first. There are only four days. Shoot, I should get on this. So I like Ooh. open up the new legal job added and it pays like, $40 an hour or something like that. Whoa. Yeah. And, and it was like, I think Tell 30 hours, 30 hours a week. Well, I went to the website and I was like looking at where I would be working and it's just, it's insurance law. Fascinating. Yeah. And that's, the, and that's the thing. It's like, man, I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm going to write a cover letter to this. Why not? You know? And then I I'm just, proud of you. I just couldn't oh, do it. Just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I tried. I was like, how do I, I mean, but like I'm being, if anybody's listening to this going, thinking like I'm an idiot for even talking about this, talking about my lackluster desire to work this job, please know, like, it's just, I think that there are certain times that you should just know. (laughs) Like I just could not come up with a reason why I would want to spend the summer Mm. working for insurance law. At, yeah, that's fair. And, and you know what? Maybe in a, maybe I would love it. And maybe this is a mess up on my part. But uh, I just... I don't know. Yeah. The There's... Conceptually, there's some social justice stuff within insurance. But you're probably not going to be doing that if you're getting $40 an hour. You know? So, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to... It would feel probably pretty disconnected from stuff you're passionate about. I'm scared about that for the summer as well. Like, yeah. if I get a job doing something I'm not passionate about, will it kind of bring me down so that I'm going into my second year of law school, like, jaded? I don't mm-hmm. know. That's a that's a fear for me. Like, I think doing something for less money that you're passionate about will, like, boost you back up so that you're going into second year being like, yeah. Yeah, well, less money or no money because the only okay. other internship <laughs> that I am interested in is with the Greensboro Legal Aid and that pays oh. $0 an hour for 40 hours of work per week. Well, but the Rural Summer Legal Corps, 5K is something. If yeah. you're living in a rural area. That's true, but then it's like, I don't know, like some other considerations, <laughs> you know, at, like yeah. Adam doesn't want me to leave for the summer. That would suck yeah. if I was driving six hours away. Like I could maybe do it if I was driving to West Virginia. That's like a six hour drive. I could come home on the weekends, but still that's a push, mm. you know? So that that's the meh, just ambiguity. That is, yeah. That's very meh. Yeah. Um, what about, what about highs? 
Okay, wait. So I have a really good high. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't I didn't like for those of you who are listening who might not know this, Lydia and I have a little document that we kind of type notes in just so we don't forget to talk about the stuff we want to talk about. Yeah. And uh, so usually what I'm saying to her is not a surprise. Um, the general bullet points. However, I did not include this in the doc because this is a bit of a... Yeah, <laughs> this is a little bit of like a mystery adventure situation. Oh, yes. So there's a, there's a little bit of backstory. On January 30th, I got an email that invited all 1L students to attend a series of uh, hearings. And we, so basically the Court of Appeals judges, a few Court of Appeals judges are going to be coming to Elon to hear um, two cases. And it was just a general invite to anybody who wanted to, to attend the proceedings um, if it didn't conflict with class. And I thought, oh. okay, yeah, that sounds interesting. Like the cases seem interesting. I, uh, I will probably go, uh, but you know, it depends on the day. Like maybe I'm going to be swamped with work. We'll see. So I get that email on January 30th and that's from, that's straight from Dean Armijo, who you might remember was my torts professor. Yeah. Yes. Um, so then last week, I think it was one week ago today, I got another email and remind you, this is like amidst just a slew of emails coming from the school you know so the many office... emails all the time yeah and I mean I appreciate it because it's like they're trying to keep you in the loop but you know we we have a lot of opportunities to like quote unquote like have lunch with you know the yeah. attorneys at Parker Poe and then it's like everybody is sitting in a classroom eating their lunches doing like a Q&A with attorneys that kind of thing and I do attend those often. So anyway, last week when I get this email titled lunch with the uh, circuit court judges, I thought it was just like another, you know, like one off like, OK, yeah, the circuit court judges are going to be here doing a Q&A, like come eat your lunch in their presence. Right, right. <laughs> so I rem I like clicked it. I opened it up and I skimmed it. And then I just like put it away. Right. I was like, Man, OK, probably not. I'm going to go to those hearings, but not the lunch. Uh -huh. So then yesterday, because hold I, on, I'm, am I getting this right? That they're not providing the lunch. It's like it's a brown bag lunch for the other speakers you're talking about. For the other speakers I'm talking about mostly. Sometimes the school does provide lunch. Oh, nice. Okay. Sometimes. Um, anyway, so back to this particular lunch invitation. Yeah. So that that was sent last week. Yesterday, I get a, a follow-up email you know how like when an email pops into your inbox you can tell that it's like a follow-up email because it's yeah it'll be like re yeah re like this whatever um and i open it up and it says hey megan just wanting to confirm whether or not you will be attending this lunch Ooh. and i was like hey megan that's this is directly this is directed to me. <laughs> like why why would they care if I am or am not coming to this lunch? <laughs> so then I like look back to the previous email that Dean Armijo had sent out and I mistakenly thought it was sent to every 1L student. Yeah. It was only sent to 3 1L <gasps> students. In Whoa. fact, it was only sent to 3 students. Like I was like, Whoa. wait a second. My brain is short circuiting. So <laughs> hold on, right? So then yeah. I look at who else is on the email. It's, you know, D uh, Dean Bierman, who 
uh, like many episodes back, I talked about having kind of asked him some hard hitting questions over beer with Beerman. A similar situation where they sent you an email being like, just confirming you're getting beer with the Dean. And you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Yes, I'm totally sure, going yeah. to that. <laughs> yeah. um, so it was like Dean Beerman, uh, Dean Duncan, right? Oh, my uh, God. Obviously, Dean Armijo, because he sent the email. And you. Um, and me, and then, like, two other students. And I was like, I mean, seriously, my brain is still short circuiting because I, I immediately replied to the email and was like, oh, yes, of course I'm coming. Thanks for the reminder. Like, here's my official RSVP. Um, I am like totally befuddled. I have no I, I also know the other two students who are on this email. Um, they were in my torts class with Dean Armijo. So I'm trying to figure out like how I got picked to do like and I'm also gonna feel really foolish if like there wasn't there they just like drew names out of it <laughs> I, don't, I don't have no idea um but I'm choosing to think that it's because I am exceptional in some way Absolutely. I have no idea though <laughs> well it's so it's a lunch with them I mean you're a great conversationalist it, it would be kind of, if if they just for example like say they picked like the three top people in the class, there could be, I don't know anything about your, your co your classmates, you know, maybe everyone there is just like super social, but sometimes the, the people who perform the best on tests are a little socially awkward. And maybe they're thinking yeah. like, Oh, let's pick based on like personality who we think is going to get along with the judges and like have a, mm. a good productive conversation. Maybe that, yeah, You're that could charming. be it. Could be um, most charming, yeah. three most charming students. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I'm not. I really like like and respect all of the 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 other folks that are coming. Um, but like, I cannot really find one common thread. Maybe oh, okay. maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's that you know we have folks that are like like one of them is like a little more quiet, but I know she just like slays on tests. Um, another one is a lot more like me, really extroverted. She asks really good questions. Mm. Um, I think it might be the podcast. <laughs> I think they might yes! be like, okay, who's like a Wait. weird wild card we can just like throw into this mix? <laughs> Wait, did you doing ever hear different. back from the Elon contest? Oh, no. So we don't find out until the end of February. Um, oh, okay. I think I asked you that and I, I just forgot your answer. Okay. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dude, maybe we won that contest if they're, you know. Also, I think it's worth noting the restaurant uh -huh. that we're going to is uh -huh. fancy. <gasps> Megan, this is so exciting. Yeah, it's a fancy restaurant and we were told to dress appropriately. So. Wow, I love that. They weren't like business, business casual. They were just like, you should know what's appropriate. Yeah. And if you don't. <laughs> You have failed this implicit test. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So now I'm just like totally like titillated. Like I, I want to know. Like, what is it? It's on March 4th. That's so long from now. I mean, that's a while from now. Like they really planned ahead. This is a serious yeah. thing. Well, I also, yeah, it is serious. And I need that time to be able to fit back into my appropriate clothing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> JK. But also kind of, kind of not. <laughs> Um, but yeah, now I am actually like, well, what am I going to wear? Like, what am I, uh, okay. Don't say anything stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. My high is going to sound so weird compared to that. 
What's your high? <laughs> You're being blind and dine with judges. Here's my high. Okay, I don't know if you remember this in the news, because I don't know how much you read the art news. But in 2012, mm-hmm. there was a dude in, who punched a Monet painting in Ireland. You remember that? What? Yeah, dude punched a Monet that was worth 10 million euro. And unfortunately, he got six years in prison. Or that was his sentence or something. Oh, um, my God. Just punched it. Like, some people trip and fall into art and ruin it, and that's that's its own, you know, tort or whatever. But this dude, yeah. Was this his own, like, performance art? <laughs> um, I He said he did it to, like, get back at the state or something. I don't know. Oh. I'll, I'll post the article. Yay. But um, I was talking. I, I often paint, and I was talking about this uh, piece of news while I was painting. The paintings that... I was making with my friend dried. And then when we came back to them, um, my friend was like, I, you know, I'm coming back to it. I'm looking at it again. I don't like it. And I was like, do you want to punch it? (laughs) As a joke. And then he was like, do you want me to punch it? Anyways, he punched it. It was great. (laughs) The canvas made a great noise. Um, And that's just the kind of stress relief that you need in law school. It's like therapeutic painting. And then punching. And then destruction. destruction. (laughs) Can you try to recreate for me what the sound was? Ooh, um, that would require me, like, punching one of my paintings. Can we do, like, a mouth sound? No. (laughs) Okay, I I tried. (laughs) Also, another high, I had dinner with some non-law school people. Shout out to Christine and Maria for taking me out to ramen. It was just nice to hang out with non-law school people you know a little bit um if as long as we're giving shout outs to non-law school people i need to give a shout out to my friend lily who i spent like a couple hours tonight hanging out with and she is just such a breath of fresh air i was telling so today i actually went to court um yeah with my criminal law lab lab? yes you do so many cool things i know it, it is so cool um and today we were we watched about 45 minutes of first appearances and then about 45 minutes of uh, a trial with an actual jury happening. Um, So I was telling Lily about that and she just looked at me and was like, do you believe in the system? (laughs) Ooh, those good conversations. Yeah. And there I was just like standing in my kitchen, holding a cup of coffee, like wearing like a full suit, like probably looking the part (laughs) of a lawyer. I'm like, man, I don't know. (laughs) Ask me in a few years. We'll see. But sometimes I do feel as though I'm doing lost, like lawyer drag. Like I deserve to be here. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Ugh. Anywho, that's not really a great segue into our into our theme of the week. <laughs> yes, but, but here we um, are. We've but arrived. here we are, and exam prep is back upon us. Believe it or not, and since now we have the benefit of having taken exams before, we can actually figure out uh, what worked and what didn't work. And boy, let me tell you, uh, in theory, yeah, I feel like I feel like. This is the another uh, experiment for me, because like, how can I learn from just one round? Do you feel like you really learned all the things that you did wrong and that you can do better? Okay, so you know? no, I mean like that would be but... that would be really difficult to ascertain. Um, 
especially because it was like a couple months ago at this point. But uh, I I did go back and look at my two exams, and whoo, yeah, I see, I see now what I did wrong. Okay, how do your um, professors? do that like do you go to the office and see like your exam and then a model answer or like your exam and like an a student's exam how do you review it or is it like just your exam that you're looking at um so for both of them it was it was a kind of a combination so for my civil procedure I had the the packet with all the prompts I had what I wrote and then I had uh what my professor wrote like all of the things we could have talked about right um and then he had like a little grading sheet and he put a check mark next to every topic that you touched on for torts uh you had your exam i think i think it was the model answer was like an a exam um and then uh what did i already say what you wrote it was well anyway it was, yeah, the prompt, what you wrote and what they wrote. And with my torts exam, there was nothing written on it. Like, I had no idea uh, what I did or didn't do wrong, except same for... Same with my torts exam. <laughs> yeah, in a couple spots, uh, Dina Armijo put an X next to something. And I, I don't know if I told you this, but as I was... So, you have to actually go to the registrar's office to get your exam. And then once you get it, they don't let you go away with it. So you Absolutely have to kind not. of... And you can't take pictures. You don't have intellectual property rights over like your exam that you wrote, you know? It's like, yeah. it's the schools. It's theirs yeah. or the professors or something. But so, so I'm sitting there like going over my torts exam, seeing where I went wrong. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, it was strict liability. <laughs> and, and I'm looking it over and who walks by but Dean Armijo. And he was like, "What? Hey, how's it going? Like, what are you up to?" And and I said, uh, "I'm going over your exam." And he came over. He has this like really kind of endearing smirk, and he comes over and like looks over my shoulder, and he points to something, and he goes, "If there's an X there, you didn't need to talk about that." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, oh that's you. what the X was." Were you? Yeah. Have you been thinking like, "Oh, I got that wrong," or you know? Yeah, I mean, f- yeah, fully. But it was said, just, it could have been right. It just was, you didn't get extra points because you didn't need to talk about it or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was a good amount of that going on. Um, so anyway, I did, I, there was a lot of value in going over my my exam answers because I realized when I was comparing my exam answers to the model students' exam uh-huh. answers, they were formatted completely differently. Yeah, the and, structure, so much of mastering this seems to lie yes, in the structure. Yes. So, for example, I was analyzing, um, like, negligence claims uh-huh. by, so let's, I forget what the prompt was, but let's say it's, like, analyze a false imprisonment claim, right? Like, okay. can Cindy make a false imprisonment claim? My answer went, I, I broke it down by headings, and I said, like, duty, breach, cause damages right For like that false imprisonment That's well okay ma- okay yeah you're right sorry um okay. let's but let's it's like a neg- neg- it's a negligence claim yeah like a negligence claim okay. i'm not even in torts land it's anymore. okay it was so long ago <laughs> yeah so so rat so i did that i would break down the element of the claim um and then i would try to argue within those subsections but what i should have been doing was saying like this is the negligence claim 
and then just rather than breaking it down by like hitting all those issues and then sort of eye racking within the issue, I could have stated the issue and then worked my way down through that way. That doesn't really make sense when I'm saying it, it out loud. It doesn't make sense to me because it breaking it down by duty breach causation damages and eye racking each of those sounds right to me. So I don't know. I think maybe I'd have to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I it was just my my exams were for a good like pretty incomplete. When I when I looked back on my answers, I thought, "Oh my gosh, see. I could have really like drill drilled in on these certain things and I didn't give myself enough time to really go into counter arguments and I missed uh. so many points there. I mean, I I like listed what the counter arguments could be. Yeah. But I just said what they could be. I didn't explain mm-hmm. why they could be. Why they could be, you know? Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. I reviewed my torts exam as well. Um, no, Nothing was written on the actual oh, no. exam. So, But it's okay. I had, and I didn't have um, previous, I didn't have an A student paper to look at. It was just the model answer. So mm. the weird thing about that for folks listening is like, the professor will take the time to write this model answer with like all the issues you could have hit. So when you're looking at your exam, you're like, oh, great, I got some of these issues. But the professor absolutely does not expect you to hit all of those. Like in my contracts class, I remember people saying like, as long as you get like 50% of the issues, you'll get a good grade. You know, like that's the level, mm-hmm. like they, they make these hypos chock full of things you could talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's hard to know what's actually realistic. So seeing like an A paper, they might have talked about like slightly different things than you, but you're like, oh, that's like realistically what someone, the people who crushed it, like hit these things in this way and they weren't perfect, you know, but they still did really well. It's just, yeah. how, it's just like kind of freeing in a way, um, but also keeps you on your toes because you're like, oh my God, someone wrote that <laughs> in that time of it. <laughs> Yeah, when what? I saw the A answer, I was like, how? <laughs> like, they um, couldn't have blinked. There was no time. They, <laughs> every yeah. single second was utilized. But I kind of, for my torts exam, I left. So the big thing, the very first question, that was just a huge concept I forgot to talk about. It was very frustrating because I understood the concept. We went Ooh. over it multiple times in class. What was I it? Think it you... um, so, ugh. You're going to be mad at me because this is what you spent so much time no. going over with me in the hypo. But, but like the um, alternatives to but for causation. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So um, anyways, uh, I just was like, oh, there's no but for causation. So there's no causation, which is like foolish. There's a lot of other ways to prove causation. So anyways, it was the first question on the exam and I think that's what happened was I just was like oh my god I have to rush through this and whatever but um the rest of the exam I think because I just had this like kind of model answer that was chock full of info and mine and they were both organized differently and like the professor's model answer was not in a recognizable structure it wasn't like Iraq or anything i wasn't really sure what to take away from it actually um Mm -hmm. but 
And then for my property exam, like my professor was a visiting professor and I'm not sure how I'm going to get to see that exam, but I really, that's the one I want to look at the most because our professor prepared us so well for this exam. He gave us years worth of his previous exams and his model answers and a student answers. And he just was like a very comprehensive teacher uh, or professor. (laughs) Um, And like I walked out of there being like, I crushed that exam, but so did everyone else. Mm-hmm. So the curve will punish us all. And so I just want to know, like, <laughs> what's the difference between what I did and what the, like, A student did? Or the A plus, we have A pluses. So, like, I want to see an A plus paper. Like, oh, my gosh, I want to see that. You know? Um, yeah. I want to know what I could have done. What else could I have done? Like, I thought I hit everything. Um, but I don't know when I'll see that. And then I'm going to look at my contracts exam tomorrow. And I think that will be helpful because that was a super structured exam that I I already think that that type of exam will be relevant to Civ Pro and criminal law where I'm citing like rules a lot instead mm-hmm. of just cases together, which I do not like doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm that's where I'm at with like reviewing old exams. Do you have like um, methods that you're going to switch up this time when you're like outlining or like now that you've seen the old exams? Yeah. So I have completely retooled my exam prep. Yeah. Well, it's like when your grades are like so mediocre, it's like, what (laughs) do you got to lose? (laughs) Um, In fact, this whole trimester has been like a redo. So Last trimester, I was using um, Evernote, and I was typing all of yeah. my notes in class. Okay. This trimester, I'm handwriting everything. Ooh. In fact, I rarely am at my computer because either I'm in class writing notes or I'm out of class reading and writing notes. Um I also have been writing out the answers to all of the end of chapter questions in my contract class. Oh, how do you have time for that? Well, or I our, mean, our textbook has a lot of questions at the end. And there's have, no answer key. Yeah. So we don't have an answer key either, but we do go over the questions in class like the next day. Oh, okay. So there's no requirement that you write the answers out. Um, and I usually only spend maybe a paragraph or two writing my answer out. But even doing that, I feel, has, like, put me in a really good spot. That's great. Um, That's so great that you guys go over the questions in class. Yeah, it is. Our textbook just has tons of open-ended questions, no answers. (laughs) We don't (laughs) go over it in class. So there's no way I'm going to write those because, like, I could think I have it right and and be totally wrong. Yeah, and you're just, like, committing the incorrect answer to your memory. (laughs) Right. Um, let's think, what else do I do differently? Well, also, I mean, last trimester, the first trimester of law school, I was just, I was so preoccupied about, with my fear of getting cold called. So I was essentially reading cases to be able to talk about them in a way that made me, that made it evident that I read the case, but Uh. not but not in a way that made me really internalize the rule. So like in like torts, 
you know, if I got cold called, Dean Armijo would sometimes say like, exactly how many pounds of marijuana was it? And it's like, if you couldn't come up with the number, you know, it doesn't mean that you didn't read the case, but it did. I just hate fumbling. You know what I mean? So I would spend hours upon hours reading these cases, writing just awesome briefs of the cases and like making sure that I knew all of those little tiny inconsequential details. I gave up on doing that like day four. (laughs) I was so (laughs) impressed that you were doing that the whole semester. I was like, I can't. Yeah, well, you shouldn't be because it did not pay off. Um, so this trimester, I am still reading all of the cases, um, but I have I have changed the way that I brief completely. Um, I've adopted, so our, our criminal law professor, he likes to say, whenever you're reading a case, you need to be asking yourself who is appealing against whom on uh, for what, on what legal grounds. And so... I read the case and I just will write out a one sentence answer to that question. Who nice. is appealing against whom for yeah. what on what legal grounds? Because then it's like, you know, I can kind of book brief. I can, you know, highlight something as I go and sit, you know, just write next to it holding. Like I don't need to actually write all that stuff out. I, Definitely not. Yeah. And so I will admit that now if I pull a rule from a case I and I'm like kind of pressed for time. I will just skim the rest of the case and then I will go to the back of that chapter and I will start writing out my answers using those rules because that is where the money is. That is like you're in your ability to write about this stuff. That's what I that was my biggest takeaway. I could have the pounds of marijuana memorized all day, but it's like it doesn't matter when you mm. need to apply these rules to a different fact pattern and you need to write yeah. it out. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I, our, I have I have two professors who do a similar thing. It's like the first, if you get called on, you know what the first question is going to be, which is kind of relieving for the whole cold call and, and wanting to sound good. It's like you can at least, like, this is what they want you to pull from the case. And as long as you do that, at least you get the first question right. But my contracts professor would ask, what is the promise being sued upon? It's all about promises people make each other and then break them or or promises they make incorrectly or something. Yeah. So that was a helpful anchor. And then my Civ Pro class, it's like, who's suing whom in which court for what, on like with what claim, you know? Yeah, it sounds a lot like my criminal law professor. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, that's easy. Once you train yourself, because we would be like, you know, halfway through the semester for contracts and my professor would be like, what's the promise being sued upon? And someone would be like, um, and it's like, sometimes it just takes a while for it to click that like, that's really the heart of it, really, for every single case. That's what she wants to know. And on yeah. the exam, it's like, that's what you have to explicitly say, like, you know, just say it on the exam, you know, that's what they're asking you in class every day. So I think that's a good, that's a good piece of advice that yeah. you have. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the exam the exam prep has definitely started for me. Nice. Yeah. Are you doing outlines and stuff? You know, not so much. I have an outline mm. for criminal law. Um, that I when you that say I, you have one, yeah. What was that? When you say you have one, do you mean <laughs> you made one or you acquired one? I made one. 
Oh, already? I'm, nice. Yeah, well, I've been kind of doing it as I go because just it's so time and labor intensive if you yeah. leave it to the last minute. Yeah. Um, but with contracts, I've just been writing, I've been writing flashcards on Fridays. I'll write flashcards of like key concepts and terms that I want to remember from the week. And I've been going back through those. So I'm trying things, you know, I, I, I didn't find the outline particularly helpful last time. Mm. It was good to make sure that I was hitting all those points. You know, it's like, okay, I have to like know sort of a little bit about all of these things. But uh, the the time it took to make the outline didn't, I feel, pay off. I, I guess I'm like kind of, I've been sort of studying as I go this whole time. Like, that's reading amazing. It, I mean, it's, I think, I think this is going to work. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah. Spaced repetition. There you go. Yeah. Nice. You're, you're amazing. I love it. Wow. Thanks. Bud. I am. I have not started doing any outlining type of stuff, but um, I have. Wait, were those were there was there stuff you said you were or that you? Sorry, I can't speak. I'm very sleep deprived. Um, <laughs> were there other things that you're doing differently? I, I was about to transition to like what no, I'm working on. Oh, okay. good. Yeah, no, th those are my takeaways. Those are my nuggets. So I am still not quite sure. Like I think the format of my exams last semester was all pretty similar. Uh -huh. This semester, it's not like a repeat of those three same type of exams. Like this, the format is super different. So I think that's part of why I'm like, I'm not sure how to apply what I did on this torts exam, which was like done in one sitting f with a big hypo, right. how I'm going to apply that to my 24 hour take home con law exam, you know, it's just as a different exam. Mm -hmm. So here's, here's what I, what's happening with my exams for criminal law. The format actually is similar to last semester's. It's like, it's open book. Um, and, it's just like a big hypo. He's given us some some like previous exams. And I looked at it and I was like, okay, this feels familiar. Like what I'm probably going to do is same as last semester, just s compile notes into a huge outline, whittle it down into a usable outline. And like uh -huh. the process of like compiling and whittling like helps drill it in my brain and then use those flashcards, the law and a flash flashcards to like drill the black letter law and then the the wrinkle is that my professor will often pull in historical facts and compare, like spend a lot of time comparing um, the criminal codes in different states with like the model penal code and like the common law historical way of dealing with crimes. So I've heard from previous students that he wants to make sure we're paying attention to the contextual stuff. So I'm going to have to like be more intentional about that, which was not how I approached stuff last semester. It was like, this is how this rule applies, period. Not like, in England, the common law um, interpretation of mayhem, which, by the way, is a crime. I don't know if you've learned about that. Not yet. I, I, I raised my hand. I was like, oh, excuse me, what's mayhem? <laughs> but it's just aggravated assault, which is not what I was expecting. Mayhem is aggravated yes. assault? Yeah, I thought it was going to be like, um, you know, like causing mass panic or something. Yeah. You know, um, it sounds like your criminal law professor is really similar to mine. Really? Um, yeah, or at least in what they're looking for. 
because my criminal law professor, like everything feels very nebulous. Like it's going to be a lot harder to just apply black letter law. Like, of course, yeah, yeah there definitely. are crimes that have elements. Fine. Yeah. But he loves to talk about the history between or the history of a lot. He loves going back to England. He like, right. Yeah. Have and you, I'm kind of like, did you talk about mens rea for like two weeks? I mean, no, we didn't talk oh, okay. about mens rea for like two weeks. Um, but we do oftentimes revisit Pennsylvania in what, like 1794 or whatever, when they, when murder be, uh, aside from just like the one degree of murder, like that's when they broke murder up yes. into a bunch of different degrees. We also yeah. Talked about that, that moment. Yeah. Great moment in time. Interesting. Similar professors. Um, okay, um, so that that one is like kind of familiar feeling. Um, yeah. And it's my first exam of the bunch, which is just great because, you know, I can go into it being like, I know what an exam is like. Then I get to my two weirder exams. For Civ Pro, we get one sheet of paper. So it's basically a closed book exam, which I haven't really done before. Like I could have, I could have any kind of materials last semester, except for torts. I was given like, uh, like our professor made an outline and gave the same one to everyone basically, uh -huh. which was kind of cool. Like we were all on equal footing, I guess, or, I mean, you could memorize whatever you wanted on top of that. But anyways, in CIFPRO, it's like one sheet of paper, <laughs> like both sides. Can you, both and you sides, can both sides, but, um, and then also the federal rules of civil procedure, but that's, that's not a case book. That doesn't have explanations. It's just like, you know, rule 12B6, failure to say the claim. Like you can have the case dismissed for failure to say the claim, you know, just dry. And I was like, okay, it's time for me to memorize more than I've done so far in law school. I just, I didn't, that wasn't part of my exam prep last semester. So I need to be doing that like probably yesterday <laughs> memorizing yeah yeah memorizing stuff um and i think it's gonna be really important for me to just like fully understand how every single thing relates in that class like if i can understand what's happening and what the point is i think it's gonna help me fit memorized stuff into place i don't know um i think that's my that's my challenge there and then this 24-hour take-home final, completely open book and open notes. I think open internet, like open world. That's wild. That actually with, stresses me out to think about. With a word count that comes to around 15 pages. So you're not going to not write 15 pages. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like other people are going to be in 24 hours. Some people can probably like hammer out 15 pages like in a normal exam. I don't know. You know, because everyone's just like... That was my keyboard noise. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> when I first heard about this format, I was like, oh, this is actually great. It's just, it's sounds more fair than the three and a half hour sit in a room race. The comparative advantage that hairs have, so to speak, will be dulled by the, by the time that the tortoises have. Yes. Finally catch up. Um, but then I thought, you know, maybe it's just privileging a different group of students, the ones who can like physically stay up for an all nighter and focus for like huge, like very long periods of time on end. I so, can't imagine. Do you really think people would be pulling an all nighter to write their exam? Yep. I, I mean, I've I know upper class students who 
slept and some who didn't. You know. What? And it's 24 hours, so you could do like eight hours of just like really rough draft, eight hours of sleeping, eight hours of revising, which sounds like a ton of work. You know? That's probably but, the way I would do it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. But it's not going to take me 24 hours if I do this strategy that I will present to you now. And you can tell me oh if my. it makes sense. <laughs> okay. I just, this, it, it just takes such a different strategy that I've been thinking about this a lot. And maybe my solution is elegant or maybe it's absurd. So <laughs> I'm thinking if I have access to my computer and the internet and stuff i mean i don't intend to use the internet hopefully like that would just be a waste of time to go in, into the internet rabbit holes but if i have my notes up and i can press Control f and find anything i want like then i'm not the space issue of having a long outline is no longer a hindrance true 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 yeah, if you Good walk point. into an exam room with a 100 page outline no bueno but if you have a 100 page outline that you can control f it's just like bueno what <laughs> exactamente so <laughs> i'm thinking okay we have a word count so being succinct is one of the things that will allow you to fit in more issues and more ideas but being succinct takes me personally a ton of time I'm just like looking, I'm poor over the thesaurus. I'm like always being like, oh, maybe I should use this verb and then I won't have to use this other phrase, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, so if I, I'm thinking I could just write kind of a huge Mad Libs with like all of the cases, all of the, I'm like, I could write out, I could like craft like sentences and paragraphs that I would need to write anyways to introduce like the concepts that I then bring in like whatever from the hypo. Uh huh. Um, I could be like, you know, this amendment is, and this amendment work together to um, place limits on, on state governments. Whatever. Okay. This so is making that, sense. Already written, and then I just plug in like in this hypo, uh, as we see in the hypo, like the state government has been limited in this way that seems to contradict right. the 14th Amendment. You know, it's like then I'm only kind of writing like the application and I'm just really focusing on the hypo itself instead of, oh, crap, how do I like. How do I tie these rules together in a yeah, way that like, like, makes sense? Or how, yeah, I would be doing so much extra drafting than I would if I was doing it on the test because I would be doing it for everything instead of just what the hypo is actually about. But if the point is to learn, then I think that's fine. That is such, that is actually such a good idea. Um, I, I kind that of did I am, contracts and it really worked out for me. Like for yeah. every rule we went over in the restatement, I was like, as in restatement second section 45, um, this, and then I would write it in the counter where I'd be like, this doesn't match this thing whatever and then i would just like plug in what was on the hypo it's it such takes a good idea that i'm actually like why are you talking about this on air the curve as much as we'd like to abolish <laughs> it exists still and you're giving away good advice well, well free. let's see if this works because um a lot 
I mean, the amount of time it took me to do that for contracts was maybe not, I, I probably, I might've wasted a lot of time. Time hmm. right now is also at a premium, just like it is during that 24 hour window sure. that I'll have. So I don't know. I can report back. If okay. you're in my section and listening to this and you think it's a good strategy, like freaking go for it. Like, I don't know. I mean, if you actually <laughs> put in all the work to do that, you deserve it, you know? <laughs> yes. It's all about deserving, really. <laughs> but it does kind of freak me out. It's like, who, who's kind of like my property exam? I'm like, everyone's going to crush this 24 hours. And, and our professor is incredible. You know, he goes over everything. He he writes he he draws flowcharts for us. I'm like everyone's gonna get it. Everyone's gonna crush it. I don't know that kind of. I'm like I I think I'm gonna put the most work in and get the worst grade. Well, only time know. will tell. Yeah, and remember the worst grade is only relative to everybody else's grade. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly, you could have you could still do very well on that exam and get the worst grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Thank you, Curve. <laughs> um. You know what you're like, so that's actually what you're describing to me just sounds like a pre-write, um, which is actually something that I've picked up. I've been going to tutoring. Um, oh, wait. Yeah. Wait, how'd you find a tutor? Uh, free Online. through the school. Oh, my God. I'm so jealous. We do not have that. Okay. Yeah. So there are actual faculty members that are like designated to help faculty you. Faculty members? Yes. So have I've... your career academic advisors who are like two L's who did very well last semester. No. But it's like... We have those too. There's oh. It's it's wraparound services at Elon Amazing. Musk. Amazing. In fact, I have never... So I've, I have enjoyed my time at Elon um, pretty much from the beginning. But I don't think I've ever enjoyed it as much as I have since tapping into all the resources available to me. Um, I really feel like I've been maximizing my uh, tuition dollars because, yeah, well, I started going to see um, Professor Lane, who actually was the professor that interviewed me when I was applying for that school. Uh Um, And she remembered my name. Anyway, we have a good rapport, and uh, she's been helping me... uh, we I've been doing like extra writing with her so she's been giving me like prompts and I take it home and I write it out and then I bring it back to her and she you know tears it up and then wow I need that it's great so so as we're doing this I said to her I'm like wait so it seems to me like it would be really beneficial if I just like started memorizing these like blocks of words that yes that make up rules and she said yes absolutely in fact those are called pre-writes and it's like with a contracts question if you have a rule that's going to govern this you know like in every contracts question you're going to have offer acceptance consideration yeah like that's it like so if you have a block of text like a paragraph that you know you're going to have to use over and over you might as well just write it out and memorize it now and don't don't like try to form that on the exam. Exactly. Just yeah. have it have it there, have it memorized. And but you're, you're gonna set. memorize it. You don't have you can't take in a um an outline. It's as far as I know, it's closed book. So yeah, that is rough. Yeah, unless I mean, like I can memorize Do you have that. Have restatement sections and stuff. You I don't know. It it does not say that in the. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. So. Okay, so you're feeling optimistic about it? I'm feeling optimistic this. about my contracts <laughs> exam. 
I nice. still am living, I'm like swimming in the sea of ambiguity with criminal law. And <laughs> every, like, I we haven't learned the elements of all the crimes yet. So it still feels like I'm sort of like, trying to play baseball without a bat like i like get that there are bases and like there's this ball and there are people and we're all on teams but uh (laughs) like what do i do now (laughs) so i'm still waiting for that to kind of all fall into place but um i think i did okay on that midterm we'll see tomorrow yeah yeah nice anywho i have one quick general update that's kind oh. of it's academic y. So yes. I feel like it's kind of related. Um but I've I have been experimenting with doing all the reading on the re- on the weekend. Uh-huh. And I think I've done it enough times to weigh in on how I feel about that strategy. Oh. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but it how do you have sucks. the time? <laughs> well if to do all the reading at once. Yeah. Just like I, I mean, I don't have like a life or a car. So it's like Friday, the minute I get back from class. So I, I, which is early, I have like a whole half a day Friday and then all day Saturday. Uh huh. So that sucks. But there's like a benefit actually to doing all the reading at once, which is that I'll do like a whole class at once. So I'll be reading three days worth of con law then three days worth of crim then three days worth of civ pro and you can see what the i for me it's easier to see like what the thread is between all of these things and what Uh the like commonalities and patterns are there's something about like every day when you get home from class doing like the next day's con law crim law civ pro and and then in the next day you have class it's like con law you're just kind of like you're doing like ABC, 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 ABC all week instead of like A-A-A-A-A-B-B-B-B, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's hard to keep things straight. It's hard to like remember the thing that you read like five times ago yesterday. Um, so, you know, there's ob- an obvious downside, which is like if you're reading all of that once, you're not going to retain all of it. But I think that's okay. My first read through has been very just like just let – everything wash over me and like I'll just trust my brain to start picking up patterns uh-huh. and then when I read right before class then it's my second pass over the material and I can like kind of pick out stuff sure um, yeah yeah so that's my I don't know how I'm gonna do that this weekend because I'll be at this conference this rebellious lawyering conference oh but, my gosh I can't wait to hear about that I know same <laughs> but maybe in the airport I don't know I don't know yeah so I don't know if it's sustainable that's uh that's that update (laughs) very good well we're both making we're both iterating that's right that is right oh well on that note i've been under this blanket now for (laughs) a really long time excellent oh i'm so glad it must be sweaty yeah uh i am actually very warm so (laughs) 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 i think i'm gonna hop on out of here all right all right buddy See ya. Until next time. Bye. Bye.